Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. It's time to play like a jet. With your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Here they come on third and five. Wilson. Boy, somehow escapes. He's going to run for it. Plenty of green grass. Wilson stays in bounds. He's still going. And he's in. Touchdown. Zach Wilson pulling a magic trick. Down the middle, he's got it. Elijah Moore. The 20. The 10. The 5. Touchdown. Two is buried. That was Sauce Gardner. Here he goes! Goodbye and hello Enzo! And Dyke swarmed, swallowed, and sacked. Guess who? You only got one guess. Jermaine Johnson. Here's Brees Hall looking for history. Hall with his 24th straight game with a rushing touchdown into the NCAA record books. Listen. Thank you. From the playlikeajet.com digital studio, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1. And it's time to look at the all-22 film from the Jets' big victory over the Buffalo Bills to make them 6-3 and three as they head into the bye. And, of course, to do that, we bring in the man who breaks down all of our film over on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash playlikeajet, Mr. Luke Grant, the Thunder from Down Under. Luke, what's up, brother? Not too much, Scott. I'm feeling good. The Jets winning coming into the bye for the first time since 2015. Three games over after nine. It's uh, it's a strange place. I didn't expect it, but happy to be here and enjoying watching the Jets play. And the film was enjoyable to watch. One of the most enjoyable players to watch on film, without a doubt, this past week was Zach Wilson. And you wouldn't have said that a week ago. Certainly, he had his big struggles over the last couple of weeks, but this game I thought was the most complete performance he's had this season. He had the heroics late against the Steelers, but this one to me from start to finish was a very strong showing. Yes, he did have the fumble, but other than that, I thought he did really well here. What did you see when you looked at the All-22? I just saw decisiveness from Zach. Um, There was a lot of talk through the week about his pocket presence uh, in the weeks prior, especially against New England, and his willingness to bail the pocket and to bring on some of the pressure himself. I think some of that was overblown to some extent. I think a lot of it was caused by the tackles and the way they played against the Patriots. But this week, his ability to step up in the pocket and then get rid of the ball quickly. 
when he was throwing under two and a half seconds, his completion percentage was around 78%. Uh, he was accurate. His short passing game numbers were very good. And I just like to see that because we know that Zach Wilson has the ability to make things happen outside of structure, but it hasn't happened yet and translated in the NFL. What he has done well is when he's on time inside of structure and playing within the concepts that Mike LaFleur is drawing up. We saw it against Tampa Bay last year, uh, even against Buffalo in patches. So it was good to see that on the tape again. And that was the thing that stood out to me the most. But in saying that, there were still some flash plays too. A couple of them were interceptions and people always say, how can you celebrate interceptions? Sorry, interceptions, incompletions, sorry. There was a couple of balls to Denzel Mims that I thought were probably his best two throws of the day. The first drive, just after the interception, he's got the pocket absolutely collapsing. He doesn't bail. He doesn't try and spin out. He stands in there and he layers in a rainbow to the Jets' right-hand sideline. Mims has a little bit of contact, maybe a DPI. In the end, he can't bring in the ball, but it was a perfect deep shot. We haven't seen a lot of that from Zach Wilson stretching the field on the go balls. Denzel Mims is the type of receiver you want to see those targets go to. And then one in the third quarter, maybe the fourth quarter, over the middle to Denzel, just absolutely zipping it in between two defenders. Uh, Mims can't quite bring down the catch. But I like to see him throwing the ball in that deep section of the field because we haven't really seen it yet. So, yes, the stat line indicates that Zach had a solid day. But as you said, Scott, I think it was his best performance, definitely of the season, his most complete performance. And the things I like the most were the accuracy, the timing, and the decision-making. If those things keep happening and showing up on the film – The Jets have a serious chance to make the playoffs and even make a little bit of noise in those games. Zach wasn't the only Wilson who had a big day. 92 yards receiving on eight catches for Garrett Wilson, the rookie out of Ohio State. And the reason that the Jets picked him above the other receivers that were available is because of his ability to beat press man. And Lucas, you broke down on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash play like a jet, his ability to get quick releases and get open early. We saw that all day against the Buffalo Bills. There was a stat from ESPN Next Gen that he faced press man 73% of the time that he was on the field, higher than any eligible receiver who's had more than 25 snaps this season in a single game, and he absolutely destroyed the press, which is precisely what Joe Douglas, Robert Sala, and Mike LaFleur envisioned when they drafted him at number 10 overall. You and I weren't huge on that pick. We didn't hate it, but we didn't love it. Now, I think we're starting to come around. We both thought that he had potential to be very good, but now I think we both agree he has the potential to be one of the best receivers in the NFL. And so going forward, if you go to prizepicks.com and play in their daily fantasy matchups against their player projections, you may want to take Garrett Wilson more often than not because you pick two to five players, and if they do better or worse than their prize picks player projection based on whether you pick them to do better or worse, you can win up to 10 times your money. If Garrett Wilson wins it for you, he can put some money in your pocket. You can do football, basketball, baseball, hockey, any sport you want. You don't play against anybody else, just against the prize picks player projection. Use the promo code PLAJ when you sign up, and you will get your first deposit matched up to 100 bucks. So if you put in 100 bucks, they'll match you 100 bucks. You put in 50 bucks, they'll match you 50 bucks. Just go to prizepicks.com, use the promo code PLAJ, and they will match your first deposit up to 100 bucks. Wasn't just Garrett Wilson, though. As you said, Luke, even though he wasn't huge on the stat sheet, one catch for 12 yards, Denzel Mims was a factor, too. So talk a little bit about the weapons that were surrounding Zach Wilson in this game and what you saw in the All-22. Yeah, it's funny, Scott. You're right. We weren't huge on Garrett Wilson, but the one thing that I kept talking about pre-draft was his releases, and that's what's translated immediately in the NFL. 
there was a ball uh, in the intermediate part of the field on a big third down where Zach Wilson hooked up with Garrett Wilson, replacing the blitz uh, in the slot and hits him on the right-hand side of the Jets' formation. Garrett Wilson with the shake-and-bake release just absolutely destroyed. I think it was Elam that was on him at the time and separated so quickly. Um, you talked about Denzel Mims. He had the big catch on third down on that big six-minute drive all the way coming from the Jets' eight-yard line. That was huge. But on that play, if you shift your eyes to the left-hand side of the Jets' formation, Garrett Wilson also absolutely cooked his man on a slant. He doesn't get the ball. He looks disappointed. And then he sees Mims get the reception and ends up celebrating as well. So Garrett found a way to get open all day long. And that is really the biggest part of why Zach Wilson was able to get rid of the ball so quickly is because his first read was so often Garrett Wilson. And Garrett Wilson was so often open because he was winning at the line of scrimmage with his release packages. And then the other thing we've seen almost weekly, Scott, is his ability to win quickly after the catch and, and make guys miss and create yards after the catch. And we saw a bit of it at OSU. I thought it was a little bit of an overrated trade of his when you actually watch the film, but he's been really impressive. He's had some big plays earlier in the season, but the way he was able to change direction on the Jets' right-hand sideline, he ran a little out route, caught the football, and then just turned the man inside out, accelerated for another 15 yards. It's great to see that ability. It takes pressure off Zach Wilson, and you can create some of these explosive plays. So I thought he was the best Jets' offensive weapon I thought Mims continues to show flashes that he can be a factor. Obviously, Moore's in the doghouse. He's not playing really right now. So getting something out of Denzel Mims is big, especially on that boundary. So we're going to see how he continues to develop. Hopefully, Corey Davis comes out of the bye and is healthy. But I liked what I saw from from Mims enough. But Garrett Wilson was the storyline once again. He's got 500 yards. He's almost on track for a 1,000-yard season as a rookie. There's exciting things when you look at the Jets' skill position players. Luke, we saw some encouraging signs in the passing game, but also in the run game, even without Brees Hall. Michael Carter had a couple of his trademark, you can't bring me down no matter how hard you try runs, and he ended up with 76 yards rushing. James Robinson had 48 yards rushing, and he had a receiving touchdown. The thunder and lightning combo that isn't what you would have expected with Brees Hall and Michael Carter because of how dynamic Brees Hall is, but James Robinson certainly showed you that he can be at least a reasonably adequate replacement. They wore down the Bills down the stretch. That last drive, 10 of the 12 plays were running plays, eight running plays in a row. Tell me what you saw with this thunder and lightning combination because I thought it looked pretty promising. That last drive, Scott, was just everything you want to see. You've got all the chips on the table. It's the money drive, and the Jets just rammed the ball down the Buffalo Bills' throats. And it started with James Robinson and his vision and his patience on a couple of those runs, that first play of the drive coming off the the Jets' deep red zone, his ability to uh, find that hole to hit it. There were a couple of times where I went, oh, man, if that's Brees Hall, that's probably a touchdown. But he did a great job, especially considering he didn't look the most healthy I've seen him. He had the knee drained through the week. I think he definitely had a bit of a limp in his get-up at times. But he still did a really nice job with his vision and ability to find the hole and be decisive. And then Michael Carter, I mean, I think you mentioned 74 rushing yards. But I think, if I'm not wrong, he had eight forced missed tackles in that. It was a lot of Michael Carter and not the offensive line for the majority of the game. The last drive, it did improve with the blocking. But Michael Carter's ability to turn a toss or a crack toss to the left-hand side of the Jets' formation into a 15, 20-yard run on two occasions was because of his speed, his agility, and his ability to make people miss in the phone booth. Considering the Jets are missing their best defensive player right now in Brees Hall, it almost hasn't been noticeable. These two are really good on the weekend. 
Does it limit the explosiveness? Yeah, of course it does. Does it limit some of the things you can do with the pony uh, kind of 21 looks? Yes, it does. But still, the Jets have a dynamic duo. They've got that thunder and lightning, as we mentioned. And I think they have an opportunity to still be a dynamic rushing attack and to take pressure off Zach Wilson because the Jets need to help him. And you do that by playing complementary football. They don't have to treat Zach Wilson like Mark Sanchez. I think he's going to be a better player than that. But it's still helpful to know that you can win a game in a variety of ways. And I think that Michael Carter and James Robinson were a huge part of that. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Part of the reason why the running game was able to have the success that it did down the stretch and why Zach Wilson looked better is because the offensive line did a lot better in this game too. Specifically, I thought Nate Herbig stood out. Tell me what you saw from this unit. Yeah, I thought Nate Herbig, especially in the running game, was phenomenal. Um, His ability to just get uh, onto the second level, to move people, to create lanes and space for the running backs, he was really, really impressive. And for a guy that Joe Douglas just picked up off the waivers, it was another magical move from him. So Nate's been fantastic stepping up for ABT and that kind of revolving door the Jets have had on the right-hand side of their line. Um, I thought Dwayne Brown was significantly better than he was the week before. I think the Jets only allowed uh, five or six pressures total for the game. The Bills allowed 18, so it shows the contrast. But it also comes back to the fact that the Jets helped Zach Wilson with their protection, but Zach Wilson also helped the protection by getting rid of the ball quickly. And it's that kind of give and take and the nature of that relationship between the offensive line and the quarterback. They helped each other out, and that was super important. Um, I think the Jets are getting by okay at right tackle. I think it would be easy for this line to fall apart because you only need one weak link on the O-line and it can all kind of disintegrate in front of you. They've done a good job changing their concepts and allowing the ball to come out quickly, and they're not seeing the pressure. I think Connor McGovern has continued to go under the radar. 
Some of his climbs on the zone uh, blocking runs were very nice. He's been a top 10 center in pass protection. So the Jets just have a good thing rolling right now. And there's no standout performances, maybe Nate Herbig in this game, but they're doing what they need to do. You just don't lose the game because of offensive line play. That's what the Jets need to need to reinforce. And this group did a nice job against really one of the best fronts in the NFL with the Bills. They have poured resource after resource into the defensive line from Gregory Rousseau um, to Ed Oliver. And then you look at bringing in a marquee guy like Von Miller. So their ability to really only come away with one big negative play, which was the sack of Zach Wilson, which was a little bit of Zach's fault anyway. Um, that was a really positive thing. And the Jets did a fantastic job avoiding the negative play and fighting to live another day. And then I mentioned it. When it was time for them to show up in the last quarter on that last drive, the offensive line played their very best football. It's tough to run the ball seven times in a row or whatever the Jets did and have the level of success they did. But Buffalo couldn't stop them. And that's a credit to the offensive line. They really stepped up again when they needed to. And that's a great sign for down the stretch. Luke, early in the season, we saw complaints specifically from Quinn and Williams about the Jets blitzing too much. Quinn and Williams would say, let us do our thing up front and we'll take care of it. And that's what you saw in this game. And they were still able to get pressure on Josh Allen throughout the game. Tell me what you saw here, because I thought Quinn and Williams was outstanding again. And I think the front four really showed you what they were made of here. You know what, Scott? I think Quinn and Williams had two of the biggest plays of the game. Uh, first passing play of the third quarter after that long drive the Jets had with the sky cam gate and all of that stuff the Bills end up getting the football and you just felt like the momentum was about to shift in the football game Quinn Williams gets a sack of Josh Allen he just took Mitchell Morse for a ride his ability to get tight hands win the leverage battle and then force him seven yards back into the backfield collapse the pocket disengage and get to Allen was impressive the very next play the Jets have this little loop to the outside Quinn ends up rushing around the right-hand edge, gets in Josh Allen's face, gets his hands up, and Allen makes a mistake, forces it to Source Gardner, and you have probably the biggest play of the game, maybe outside of that last snap where Allen tried to go deep. But Quinn and Williams is the guy. There's a reason he has, some people will say seven sacks, some other places say eight sacks. He's playing like an all-pro player, and his run defense was just as good. I posted a clip on Twitter yesterday of he and Sheldon Rankins and the way they were able to win with violence to the point of attack to get the first punch to keep their bodies clean. That's so crucial in run defense. And then to filter through and find the ball carrier. There were examples of that all over the tape. Buffalo could not tote the rock at all. And a lot of that was because of Quinn and Williams. And then on the edge, Scott, I think we have to pay attention and, and show some love to um, both Jermaine Johnson and Bryce Huff. They had two of the biggest plays of the game. Huff, um, forcing the fumble, coming around the edge, getting to the elbow and the football of Josh Allen. That was an enormous play, just huge. You love to see that. And then Jermaine Johnson, how many times have we seen a quarterback escape to the outside, beat a tackle where you thought, oh, that could have been a sack, and ends up going for 30 yards, they score a touchdown. You've seen it time after time. We've almost become accustomed to it. Jermaine Johnson bringing down Josh Allen one-on-one out on the perimeter was a huge play and showed off his athleticism. I think it was his two-and-a-half sack for the season. Love that. And the last guy I want to show some love to is Carl Lawson. I saw some people saying they thought he had a quiet game. I thought Carl Lawson actually was extremely disruptive. Didn't show up on the box score and the stat sheet. I get it. But he had the big hold on that last drive, the first play. You remember Josh Allen actually threw an absolute dime to the right-hand sideline. They completed it. It was brought back because of a hold on Carl Lawson. But I saw that hold at least six times on Carl Lawson. Like, I'm not exaggerating. Carl Lawson's ability 
to cause displacement, to get around the edge, to then swim back to the inside. And I felt like he got hold and held and trapped a ton. He didn't get a ton of calls, but I thought he was disruptive and he was part of the reason that the interior guys had so much success. So sometimes it's been the coverage and the uh, defensive line has kind of benefited because of them. I really thought the D-line was the catalyst and the driving force behind this performance on Sunday. The D-line may have been the catalyst, but the coverage was excellent once again. Stefan Diggs had that 42-yard grab very early in the game, and then after that, he was pretty ordinary. He had that one catch that you talked about late in the game that got called back on a penalty, but other than that, he didn't do a lot, and in the second half, he was completely shut out. Gabe Davis, a total non-factor. He was trailed pretty much all day by Sauce Gardner. Now, we know that Sauce Gardner gave up that big play to Stefan Diggs. I don't think it's that big of a deal just because it's Stefan Diggs and that's going to happen from time to time. But once again, Sauce Gardner showed what he was made of. DJ Reed did too. He was opening his hips a little too early, as Joe Blewett pointed out on Twitter during the game. But that was adjusted for later, and he played excellent the rest of the way. Jordan Whitehead had an interception, could have had two. And the linebackers, CJ Mosley looks like he's turned back the clock. This is as good as he's played since he's come to the New York Jets. So I was really impressed with what those guys did, both in the secondary and, of course, CJ Mosley at linebacker. Mosley playing like a pro bowler again Sauce Gardner playing like an all pro as a rookie DJ Reed as Robert Salas said playing at a pro bowl level And we already talked about Quentin Williams So tell me what you saw from the secondary and the linebacking group as well The thing Scott that really stood out to me about the Sauce Gardner play early in the game Where he gave out the reception was that (laughs) he was actually using his ability to watch tape And look at preferences and he thought that Stefan gives Diggs was going to run a little glance route so he tried to jump it I'd much see that prefer to see that sorry than to see him getting beaten one-on-one in man coverage because he can't match the physical traits of his opponent that was him making a call almost like Marcus Peters trying to diagnose and making a mistake that's going to happen at the cornerback position when you're trying to make a play outside of that he was just flawless I mean the interception zone coverage long the ability to peel off to read the eyes of Josh Allen we know he has that he did that a ton at Cincy but that last pass breakup was phenomenal when I was watching it I'm on my phone I'm stressing I'm just arriving at work you see the deep ball you almost expect the flag but his ability to not grab to face guard but not make contact to not impede and then to throw his hand up twice to put away to take away the vision of Gabe uh, sorry yeah of Gabe Davis and then also get in the way of the football as it gets to his chest was just fantastic. He has been one of the best five cornerbacks in the NFL. He's playing at an elite level, and we're blessed to see that from a guy who's only nine games deep in his NFL career. And DJ Reed had a number of big plays. His ability to bracket um, Stefan Diggs in the second half was huge to keep Diggs catchless uh, in the last 30 minutes of the game. Had the pass breakup where he gave up some separation. There was definitely a four, kind of four to five yard gap at closing speed, athleticism, and he has those long arms of a 6'2 athlete, even though he's only 5'9". So loved that from DJ Reed. And you're right about CJ Mosley, Scott. He's a guy I was a little bit worried about. Last year was average. He had a lot of tackles, but that doesn't necessarily mean means you play well. If you make a tackle 10 yards past the line of scrimmage, it's not really a positive play for you. It could even be a negative. But we talked to CJ Mosley a couple of years ago um, with the U Stadium draft party, and we talked about his pass coverage and how that might have been an underrated aspect of his game. He was fantastic there on the weekend. He had a pass breakup. He was physical. He absolutely knocked the wind out of a receiver over the middle of the field and knocked away a ball. You love to see his instincts. 
He hasn't got the speed of a Quincy Williams or the burst of a Quan Alexander. The reason he gets to the, the football and to the spot so quickly is because of how intelligent he is, how many reps he's taken, and that he always knows what's happening. He's a cerebral player. He's got incredible instincts, and he has that physicality and that violence that Robert Sulla covets. So great bounce-back season for him so far. I thought he was phenomenal on the tape. By the way, Sauce Gardner, that last play, that was an offensive pass interference on Gabe Davis. Go back and watch. He was pushing off. So for anybody that wants to say Sauce was guilty of defensive pass interference, go to my Twitter. I've got the still photo. You can see it. Gabe Davis clearly pushing off. So everything Luke said is 100% correct about how well Sauce played. And for the people that are saying he got away with one at the end of the game, I would say he overcame Gabe Davis interfering with him, and the video evidence is pretty clear on that. Luke Grant, the Thunder from Down Under, thanks so much for coming on and breaking down the film from the Jets. Awesome upset win over the Bills in week number nine with me. Really appreciate it. We're going to have a lot of content up on our channel over on YouTube. It'll be at youtube.com slash playlikeajet. We're going to have new videos during the bye week, so I'm looking forward to the content we'll have up. Plus, we've got our store over at tpublic.com. That's T-E-E-Public.com. Talk about what's in store for people on our YouTube channel and what they're going to see when they go to our store at T-Public. Yeah, the T-Public stuff is awesome, Scott. We've got a whole range of merch based on some designs that we've got. Uh, the Zach the Ripper, Zach Wilson says go long, play like a Jet logo merch. Quinn and Williams having an all-pro season. We've got the Bless You, Thank You range with him and JFM. So you can find all of those designs there. You can put it on T-shirts. Uh, you can use them as phone stickers, cases, anything you like. Uh, so make sure you check us out over at TeePublic. Not on the YouTube. Had a quiet couple of weeks. Been moving house and stuff. But diving into some film again this week. There'll be a video up on Source Gardener, on Zach Wilson, on Garrett Wilson, and probably on Quinn and Williams. They're the four videos you'll see over on the All-22 on the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. Make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash playlikeajet. Visit our store, tpublic.com. That's tee Follow Luke on Twitter, at LukeGrant7. And be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes, if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and playlikeajet.com. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did to create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. 
offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.